Welcome to States of Love Sundays, y'all. As you see today, we have two two guests here before us. Um, I will introduce the guest I did and I stand. You can introduce yours. So we have my dear friend, my brother, uh, Paul, to my left. <laughs> I'm not sure how it's going. Yeah, yeah. So we have Paul here. Yeah, there you go. Paul is a tuning in all the way from Egypt, a Nigerian yeah. brethren <laughs> entering the chat. And um, he, fun fact, Paul is a Afrobeat dancer, as mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he is also a priest, servant of the Lord, like moi. <laughs> yeah. And um, and yes, thank you for joining us today, Paul. Welcome. And not in the Igbo as well. So y'all might hear me, yeah. you know, try to <laughs> tap into my Igbo roots for a bit. <laughs> yeah, Welcome. you should. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. Like I was saying earlier. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I feel honored. Um, um, your topics have been really, really relevant, like I said earlier. And um, a lot of people wish they could articulate their issues and discuss about them really hard, but I'm not able to do that. And I see you people do it a lot. So thank you for the opportunity. We're really grateful. I'm happy to be here. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Now take it away, Stanley. Yeah. I always like somewhat hesitant after introducing after the Africa because he does a really good job. So Claire, I'm gonna do my best. But okay, <laughs> we have Claire, y'all. Claire Hawthorne, the queen that I like to call her. Um, she is a senior right now at Amherst. I think, I believe she's majoring in Black Studies. Okay, great, <laughs> Ooh, we're, we're doing well, y'all. Um, I just think Claire has such a beautiful spirit and such a good vision on just like life and just like things in general. I think she was one of our first um, throwback like guests when we were doing like table talks and actually, actually she was. Are you actually, yeah. I forgot about that question. She, she was there from the beginning yeah, before we knew what we um, were before we before knew we were all be. <laughs> she knew about it. She stopped in and gave us her two cents and we were like, yes Claire, preach to us please. <laughs> and like with That's Claire, cool. I think there's something about her that she just has a good like sense on just like life and like love and just like things in her eye. I just really respect her opinion. So I had to get her on the slide. And you did. It was only a matter of time. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I remember back when the table talks, Stanley wanted to blow me and my partner up, but that's okay. It was all We're love. not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but no, I am super excited to be on. Um, I love what you guys have done with this concept. And um, like Paul said, how it just gives people such a beautiful space to express how they feel. Um, and we need more of that. So I always Amen. proud of what y'all are up to. My big brothers. Ooh, ooh. Trying to get us emotional, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, today, y'all, topic. A call for unity. What does it mean to forget? Let that marinate. Let that sink in. So naturally, first question. <laughs> Stanley and I like to define things, break things down to get a foundation for stuff. What are the traits and characteristics of forgiveness to you guys? How would you define, describe forgiveness? What is the components of forgiveness? What makes up forgiveness? What does it look like to y'all? 
that's that's tough. <laughs> that's <laughs> tough. Um, could Claire go first? I think. Oh, oh, please. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, please, oh, oh. please. Could you do us the honor? Do us the honor, really. <laughs> please. Forgiveness. Um, I think forgiveness is when someone has harmed you in any way, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And for me, forgiveness is about improvement. I only forgive if I see that the person truly understands what has happened and um, is taking the steps to show that they want to be forgiven. I don't think forgiveness is something that I give very easily. I'm not put in situations that I need to forgive very often, but when it happens, I think it really needs to be a construction of trust. And um, yeah, I think I, I really forgive when I see that the person understands what was wrong and is taking the steps to improve and not wrong the next person they end up in the situation with again because you're not going to do it with me again but whoever you <laughs> end up doing it with um to show that you see what happened and why it was harmful yeah it needs to be earned we got it oh interesting first response and i i actually i i gotta we gotta dig deep into this i have questions <laughs> i have questions so are you talking about a specific scenario when you're describing this forgiveness? You know, you talked about, you know, is there is there one that you naturally were inclined to go to, like a romantic situation, friendship? Is there one that you're thinking about over the other person? Or is this what can apply just generally? I think that's where I stand generally, but um, mm -hmm. especially in, for me, it, it more arises in like, like work relationships and like club, like being in charge of clubs and stuff. And um, mm, mm, I've been mm. in a few different leadership positions and having to build that trust. But being in those positions, I'm a very team oriented person. And if someone mm. doesn't do what they've agreed to do in the team and it falters, you know, that doesn't look good on me. That doesn't look good on everybody else. And to me, that is a, a that's an offense when you let us all down. That's an offense. Um, and just thinking of a situation like that, I mean, I can still work with you and talk with you, but for you to be forgiven, first you need to apologize. People really forget that nowadays. When you wrong somebody, <laughs> you should apologize. And not that fake, I'm sorry you were hurt apology. Number one uh -oh. pet peeve. Uh -oh. Like, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> okay. you feel that way. I'm not gonna forgive you. <laughs> no, yeah. you need and to be I sorry. Think, I'm I sorry I let you down. I'm sorry I let the team down. This is what I'm gonna do next time to make sure this doesn't happen again. Sincerity. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Strong, strong take and I'm not <laughs> mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I think it's interesting though that it, that it brings in the actions of another person. I think that's something to note, you know, like mm. 
and what you're describing is part of forgiveness. You know, you're bringing in the person's energy and how they the responsibility for their actions in has a role in your forgiveness. I think that's yeah. interesting. Paul, do you have any thoughts for us? I feel like you're teaming. I feel like your mind is really yeah. Really... Like I, I really found <laughs> class um, ideas really really um interesting. They are heavy and they're really strong. And and right, I agree with her. Um, in my my own position would be um I see forgiveness more like understanding my own vulnerability as a person because mm-hmm. I I for me it is more of no person's an island so we whether I like it or not, we have to engage with others. And that um, engagement sometimes can go faulty. Someone can actually break your heart or offend you. It could be myself doing the same to someone else. So I, I, for me, forgiveness comes from that whole um, world of view that I am vulnerable. I, I want to be better, but I also have my limitations. And like she rightly said, um, it should be coming from someone who really and genuinely understands that I have hurt the other person or hurt the community and I really want to be reconciled with them. So it, it should be from both ends. But I, I want to look at it from my own point of view as a person that um, it is my ability to appreciate the fact that I am limited, but I am also strong. And that even though I make mistakes, I can grow out of them and that propels me to want to ask for forgiveness for something, not just for the fun of it, but because I really mean it and I want to be a better person. And mm-hmm. for me, dealing with forgiveness actually comes with the individual being able to forgive themselves in the first place. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we, we do things and we are so sad about what we've just done. And some people are unable to forgive themselves talk more of even wanting to ask others to forgive them or go out there. So it starts from the individual understanding that I am frail, but I'm also strong. And that this, even though I have failed, it is bad. I should be able to forgive myself, dust myself up and say, well, given this same situation next time, I should do it better this way. And I'm willing to move on. Once I have that as an attitude, then I'm able to face those I've offended and say, please, brothers, sisters, I'm really, really sorry for what I did. Could you forgive me? So it comes from that wow. point of view for me anyway. Wow. And um, it's heavy on the other person too, because sometimes in my own personal life, like trying to deal with people who have asked me for forgiveness, there are some that it's just easier. Oh, well, no big deal. Sorry, no problem. We'll move on. And there are some I really have to process, okay? Like sometimes you have to discern, is this person genuine or is this person just doing it for the, for the rules I'm supposed to forgive? So, okay. So um, at that point of view, I, I, I begin to think about the, the whole idea as not just a feeling, but a choice. I, it, it is a choice that I choose to forgive. I may feel bad about it. I feel hurt. I still feel it but I choose to say, I forgive you. Not because I don't feel the hurt anymore, I do. But I know I'm not perfect. And unfortunately you are in this situation right now. You need my mercy, you need that forgiveness. And if I see that it's really genuine, I'm willing to forgive. Yeah, that's my point. Ooh, Stanley, they're not, they're not taking it easy on us today. Mm, you got two PowerPoints back to back. I just <laughs> No, I what I love- I think what's showing 
because <laughs> of course as an American I was like this is who's wrong me and, <laughs> and Paul's point was so well put about um when I need to be forgiven as well that is a very important perspective to look at it from and um, I consider myself quick to apologize um I like to think I'm really empathetic and can see when I've changed the energy of a space. Um, and I agree completely that it's it hurts to know that you've hurt someone. Um, and it's so, so important to come to terms with that in yourself so that you can produce that more genuine apology. Because I that's where the insincerity comes from. You don't really know what you did wrong, even if you feel bad. It's about mm. taking that time to realize what you did to someone else. Um, so I just wanted to point that out because us Americans yeah. are like, yeah. I made. It's like, <laughs> be cool. I <I'm> my job. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, you your thoughts. I'm no, and I think Claire kind of like took what I was gonna say, but I love how we have kind of two perspectives on forgiveness. I feel like. In the beginning, what I was hearing from Claire is that, like, when someone has been harmed, there has to be kind of uh, understanding of how that harm was done or, like, what that harm did. And, like, from Paul, I'm getting the kind of, I'm hearing the kind of feeling of, like, owning up to that harm. So it's, like, two sides of, like, the coin of forgiveness. Like, have I harmed or was I harmed? Kind of thing. And I think that's, it's really cool. I don't know. I just love it. I like, love hearing yeah. from both of you. I think, yeah, I think those are really good points. And, but it's very interesting though, because I think the way I've thought about forgiveness recently was um, in terms of forgiving others, like you brought in both of these sides, like forgiving yourself. So Paul, I definitely agree with what you said in terms of when you have wronged others, like there is that struggle of like, like living with it, acknowledging, it, you know, and yeah. as well as like processing it, like allowing it to process and like, letting it go and not holding mm. on to it. And I think in terms of forgiving others, something I've always, I've felt like, and I'm, I'm not sure you guys tell me if you agree or not, it's a little different, but you guys brought up, you know, forgiving others like depends on the actions of the one that needs forgiveness, right? Like, like if I sincere, do they mean it, you know, like, but I guess I also think about it in the sense of, Let's say, you know, if somebody's wronged you, offended you, and it's like, maybe it's not personal, like maybe not your personal relationship with them. Or even if it is, like, let's say the apology isn't sincere or, or they don't even want to apologize, that's not even crossing their mind. Like, I feel like you still hold on to some of that pain, you know, some of that offense that you've taken. And forgiveness sometimes, I feel like I think about forgiveness in terms of letting that pain go and not holding or harboring those feelings of maybe like um, done wrong, you know, or, or hurt and letting those go. So forgiving, but that doesn't, I guess another part of conversation we can go get into is, you know, what does forgiveness entail? Because I feel like I will forgive somebody for something they've done to me, whether they're sincere about whatever they did or not, you know, just so I'm not harboring bad feelings. But that doesn't mean, you know, you, like Claire said, you know, doesn't mean you get access to me in the same way, you know, or if at all, depending on the situation. <laughs> but uh, I, I think of that forgiveness as something that I have complete control of, you know, like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what the other person is doing or did. Like, 
you know, you can, someone have a sincere apology and I decide I don't want to forgive you. <laughs> you know, somebody could decide to hold on and harbor onto that. Like that choice and power is within us. And I feel like that's oftentimes overlooked that that like mm-hmm. we hold the power of letting something go, not necessarily forgetting, but letting it go and not harboring on to it. Mm-hmm. Anymore. I have a question. <laughs> um, and I feel bad because we have these questions on the side, but I, I so I'm interested to hear y'all's thoughts on the notion of like, so if you forgive someone, does that mean that you can't feel hurt by like what they've done in, in the future? Or can you still have those like sediments of like dang that stuffed or like thing that like moment hurt me? And, and still forgive that person. I don't know. Well, that's 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 really well that's <laughs> heavy. <laughs> Y'all are hyping it up too much. Like this is okay for context. Like this is from <laughs> personal experience. Like I have in myself try to done try to do the work that like the opera was saying like I've tried to forgive people who hurt me for instance but there are moments like as I even grow up like I'm just like that moment like still hurts me you know but like it's that kind of struggle that I've had where I'm just like I want to forgive this person and I think I have but then it's still those like residuals so I don't know yeah I can actually very much resonate with the, that sentiment then I, I understand what you're saying and I imagine, like, I, I think one outright, I guess, to answer your question, that yes, you know, you can still access those feelings. I'll still be able to think back and be like, that hurt, or maybe it still hurts in the moment, you know, maybe some time has gone by and it's, you're still feeling like it hurts, and still not necessarily be harboring anything against that person, or you've let, um, you've, you've let go of fence aspect of it you know like you're not holding it to that person but you're still processing and dealing with the feelings yourself you know and I think maybe I don't think forgiving somebody you know like yeah I don't think forgiving somebody necessarily means that you know you've healed like I don't think those things are synonymous you know like you know for instance yeah, like could I come in um this just strikes me you know thinking about it it's, it's a really nice question because often um, I've met people, even I've dealt with it way back in my life um, at a point, but later on I got to do some reading and got some insight into it too. Um, this is a very relevant question because I think often we, can, we tend to want to attribute forgiveness as this divine thing that is just left for a spiritual kind of way of life or something and try to we, we, we negate it or divorce it from the human act itself because um if i still remember i was reading an article or something some years back about okay that was in moral theology actually about human acts and act of man okay these two are both in our psychology is the whole human person. So a human act and an act of man. The human act will be things that are intrinsically tied to human persons. We have feelings, we have emotions, we have um, impulses and the rest. In breathing, mm. you know, it's just, it just comes naturally. You, you don't have to think about mm. it. It's just an instinct is there, okay? While the act of man is a cautious act that the individual himself 
is able to think about, process, using the faculties, the powers of intellect, free will, and discernment of that which is good or bad. Can you all hear him? Mm -mm. It means that I do not. Oh, okay. Paul. <laughs> Paul, can you? Oh, what he's saying is so good too. Oh, he's going. I know he's preaching. Peace. Okay, so Paul, being a human, being a human being, it's natural that you are involved in this activity, mind, body, soul, and you felt betrayed. It's going to hurt, whether I like it or not. It's mm -hmm. there. The pain is mm -hmm. there. You feel the betrayal. You're angry about it. All these are part of it. However, the act of the human person, the individual himself saying, I choose. I think that's what I was referring to. You have to make that deliberate choice yourself. Haven't processed the whole thing to say, well, for my own good, I choose to let go. Why am I saying for my own good? Because the more I continue to hold on to this person's action or the corporation's action or whatever action, and I remain bitter about it, I'm not doing myself any good. That's the truth. Mm. Okay. Which means I, I continue to see this person and I'm angry and I'm upset and worked up about it. And maybe, like you said, the individual is not even regretful or remorseful about what they've done. So I'm, at the end of the day, I'm the one taking two doses of punishment the betrayal itself, and the guy doesn't even give a hoot about what is going on. So I'm the one going with yeah. this headache and the rest. I have to learn to let go, however, still try to deal with the issue. Because um, if the person, if the individual isn't remorseful or doesn't give a hoot about what just happened, I have to be able to let the person know this is an injustice and it has to be redressed. But in doing that, I don't. I, I have to also learn to heal, to heal that pain that hurts so that I don't harm myself, then I have to let go. That's the forgiveness itself to some degree, not meaning that I do not feel the hurt. I do feel it, but I have that um, responsibility and obligation to myself to say, I'm going to let go. I choose to let go. I remember I feel the pain. I feel the hurt, but I'm letting go. I want healing to take place. And it takes time. It's not something that's an instant, oh, I've, I've forgiven him. So it's, no, it's real, it still remains. So every day I see the person, I might still feel the hurt again. The whole event may occur. You can back to myself, Paul, you need some peace in your life. Let go. So that's me doing my own part of it. I'm letting go, but still trying to address the whole issue, I think. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think I think I see letting go on the continuum of forgiveness. Because forgiveness is Ooh. definitely mm. a yeah. journey. That was gonna be a question, Claire. Like, do we, <laughs> how would you guys characterize forgiveness? Is it like something you can do partially or is it an all or nothing situation? I like your word of journey as in like, this is a process. So maybe there's different steps or checkpoints in forgiveness, you know? So maybe you can, you know, some people stop on one and don't go further and it's like, Maybe you have a completely it's a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like forgiveness is mm. kind of it's Careful both the job. process and the end goal. Like with the with the example Stanley gave of you still feeling hurt even though you've moved on, I think that completely makes sense. I think you have to move on 
before you can forgive. Um, and even, and that's why I think that forgiveness isn't, it's the end goal, but it doesn't have to be the end result. Because I think, like Paul said, you shouldn't punish yourself and hold on to those negative feelings. But for me, that doesn't mean I forgive the person. It just means I'm willing to move on with my life and not punish myself, even though this person has still wronged me. Like I'm choosing to not be hurt anymore. I'm choosing to move on. But not but the other person. The person still, I still don't forgive them. I'm willing to function, but I think, I don't know. I can, it's like, it's, it's very, but yeah. Yeah, because I would argue that if that is forgiveness, like you're 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 hitting at a very finite point here, I guess, in that journey where it's like you're saying you've let go of all the pain, or you're letting go of all the pain this person has caused you, so you're not harming yourself. You know, you're not harming yourself, but you're also saying you aren't forget. You're not, I guess letting go of this you're you're still placing this act the person you know you're still pinning it to the person and choosing to not yeah I, I, like yeah so i think what i mean is like i'm choosing to forgive well mm, i'm choosing to release those feelings but we're not cool yet if that makes sense mm. like we are i but like i can see you and probably not actively be upset but the trust is gone mm-hmm. like okay, i think so, that's where the difference yeah, is yeah okay that's fair i think that like you're not you're not on ground zero with me anymore like i i'll remember what you did i just won't mm. harbor the feelings about it but i'm wary of you now mm-hmm. yeah I th- okay, I think those might be separate sessions then, you know, like one sort of leads into the other. Yeah. We're talking more on the, the journey of reconciliation and like, what does it mean now for somebody to work back trust, you know, to, to now like for you to, because you don't forget, you know, and I right. think it's like not forget, like you don't want to be, <laughs> people will have you out here looking some type of way if you keep forgetting what they do to you, <laughs> you know. Because they can but, keep going. Yeah, but um, go ahead, I feel like you got something to say. can i drop to drop something and then y'all can move with it or leave it as you will i have something i think the offer may like it's a um i the what not the one but something i'm remembering from the bible and for my spiritual people out there like i'm thinking of the spectrum of forgiveness and it's a verse that i have never been able to get behind I'm sorry, but it's like, it goes like, if someone, and I'm going to massacre this, if like someone hits you on your cheek, turn the cheek, and let, I don't even, yeah, if you want to finish that off. Yeah, essentially like, um, you know, someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other cheek to also give them (laughs) to. Right, thank you. Never that, my friends. You not going to disrespect me. And then I give you another opening. So that's, I just want to, I'm just going to sprinkle that, that into the conversation. If y'all, if y'all um, the, the, the artist Toby and Wigwe, if he had, a, he has a song called uh, 
tried Jesus, but not me. You know, sort of. He, he, he talks <laughs> yes. He talks about that line. He's like, try Jesus. <laughs> Don't try me. Because I throw hands. <laughs> and is that that is often a point of controversy, Sammy, I feel like, um, in the real world, because it's almost an impossible <laughs> thing to conceptualize what does that mean to, you know, have someone slap you, give them the other, uh, turn your other cheek, you know, give them the other cheek. <laughs> I rebuke it. And Paul, you might have some words on that. Um, nip. <laughs> actually um well like you yeah that's true that's kind of place in the scriptures um you know jesus was actually a historical person a human person who lived mm. in a cultural time and space so um hyperbole he was a superlative statement you know he's He's not necessarily saying that we should offer the other chico the extra mile and all that. He's actually saying that um, he's trying to call us test some kind of radicality about the action being carried out. So he's not literally saying you are slapped here and you turn the other and get it blow. No, <laughs> no, that's stupid, you know. <laughs> like he's he's asking us kind of it. It takes um, some kind of heroic spirit to take to go that extra mile. And that's what he's asking from Christians, the new community, that he understands injustice and, and, for, and trying to forgive that which has been unjustly done to you isn't easy, but you have mm -hmm. to be that radical to go the extra mile to say, I'm letting go. Not because yeah, I'm a fool are. or stupid, no, but I, I'm willing to let go, mm -hmm. yeah. I think we're gonna touch in probably more aspects of that a little bit later. But um, so Sammy, that was that was the <laughs> the thing you wanted to drop. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in this for now. Me and Bianca, I'm gonna talk to you about something because this is reminding me of another conversation. But we go on. Um, okay. okay. We can move on for the sake of this conversation. <laughs> now, um, now another aspect of our conversation, you know, titled "Call for Unity," you know, and the call for unity is more in line with uh, what's going on now in political climate, you know, in the US with the, uh, you know, Biden now at the helm. And this is, you know, then everyone who's heard his speech, that's essentially what he's calling for, right? You, so we want to ask, you know, where, uni what maybe like, what is unity? Like how we define unity and like where, if, you know, when we're talking about unity, you know, is there, always love through unity and can one exist without the other oh, oh boy <laughs> you guys come with crazy questions <laughs> you know oh boy um what is unity um mm. the, the very concept unity necessarily please the fact that there are comp component parts there's already that the, the whole idea of unity means their parts already. So I will say unity is the um, is the coming together of various parts mm. built within respect for differences, respect for um, for histories, respect for experiences, 
Mm. Um, and um, a, a common goal, a common purpose. So mm. it is built around respect for these various parts that have come together with a vision in mind, what is the common goal? And can we achieve that goal? I think that would be what unity stands for me. In other words, we come with our differences. That we're united does not necessarily mean that we must become the same. No, we're mm -hmm. different. But we mm -hmm. can share common goal and work towards that together. Yeah. Mm. Super. Yeah, I agree with that definition 100%. Um, and I think to the question about, especially given our current political state, um, I think that that unity will come, like Biden was talking about reaching across the aisle. We've been reaching, <laughs> to be blunt. And I, I, I like the quote, I forget who says it, um, which is a shame, but racism was a white people problem, just to be blunt. Mm. Mm. It's a problem, all the isms are a problem of the person who holds the prejudice. And I think reaching across the aisle is something that could happen if there was an equality there. But I think that there needs to be reaching from one side of the aisle to meet where the other side of the aisle has been trying to get, you know? So I think that's where unity comes, especially um, like Paul said, it's so important that unity does not mean sameness. You need, really you need difference to make unity as powerful as it is. Um, but all those differences definitely need to be respected uh, for sure. And I think that it'll come when people are truthful about where they are and okay. when people who have been taking advantage of specific types of privilege realize what that actually looks like and comes with the people who are trying to create a true sense of unity. Mm. So both of you really incorporated like idea of respect, you know, which I think is interesting as in, you know, respecting the difference, you know, so acknowledging that unity does not mean sameness. I think that is important in the sense that, you know, we are not just, we, you know, everyone brings so much to the table, but the idea of respect differences and being on equal footing, you know, in the first place that, you know, has to be a mutual thing going on, you know, and, be, and, and in that sense, unity can't be forced onto one person or the other, you know, if you don't respect the difference of somebody in the same room, you know, that's what then starts to tear down at that unity. One Any thoughts on that, Stan? Yes, one thought that I'm hearing, um, and we haven't said this distinct word, but I think I'm hearing it in our conversation about forgiveness and now a little bit on our conversation about unity is, um, kind of like empathy like i'm hearing that we you need to have the ability to step on the other person's shoes and either feel how they've been hurt or feel how they've been um like marginalized or hurt and or some sort of like like lowering down i guess in whatever way you want to call it um mm. and I, as i'm thinking about like i guess how empathy is important in unity and forgiveness i'm i'm now straying straying away from like 
if there actually has to be love in unity or like and i'm wondering uh, yeah i'm like i i feel like to answer the question like it does is can one exist without the other i'm thinking it maybe it's possible for there to be a unity or some sort of union but not love of the other person on the other side but i don't know what are if anyone else has thoughts or i think wow. when i think of love and I think when I think of love in the sense of unity, um, uh, the the notions of respect that we were just saying, and the idea that idea of like that respect, you know, what I think of, you know, what comes with that, you know, is a certain patience, a certain a certain kindness, you know, for other people when they're speaking, a certain uh, a, a certain already disagreeing so what's up <laughs> so no i i just want to say that i don't think just because i have respect for my counterparts that i have love for them because i can respect um i can respect people but i can have like no can you explain that a little more though because how can you have yeah respect true respect without loving that human soul you know and i think you can love someone without really liking them controversy controversy <laughs> i can't we can't that's too much for me think about i had that. to bring you back for another one today. but i was let me write was, that down even <laughs> i was not even sure if i was would go there like I, like her you took it a step i don't even necessarily think you need to like love their soul for instance but i think if we're talking about true respect like you know respect is um like there's a lot of things that live within respect like patience for instance like i if you know if you're talking i cut you off that's not respect you have to have patience you have to be there's a certain understanding that comes with respect a certain like um if i'm just even yeah a certain way you have to treat somebody you respect you know a certain uh like and and and, and that forces an aspect of love and and i think i feel like stanley you're focusing on the emotional bit of it like the emotional side of love i'm not talking about like oh i love you know this person across the aisle who has all these ideas for me per se but it's like more of the 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 attributes and the way you have to treat somebody you respect and how that encompasses aspect of love if that makes sense yeah, and that's, I think that's what I was trying to get at with like loving someone's soul. By soul, I meant loving them as a child of God. That's what I meant. Like, I may not be in the same, like, I might be across the aisle from you to continue with this metaphor, but acknowledging that we are, if you believe in this, that you are all children of God, then to me, that's where the love comes from, if you respect me. <laughs> You know, and it's, I mean, no, let me change that. I think that that love is there unconditionally, which is what enables people to want to reach across the aisle, if that makes sense. Like seeing that there can be a united world as a possibility, seeing that that can exist requires a level of love to me a love for your fellow man. That's where I see it, like mm -hmm. big picture. That's where I see the love coming in. 
Well, we'll definitely got some things to make on, and yeah, uh, and I, I was gonna say yeah, this ties into this. another question we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's deep, Claire has been giving me a lot of vibes of this, you know. Yes, that's what we do at Amherst. We don't clap, we snap in the black room. We're snapping, we're snapping, y'all. Oh, a lot, a lot of fruits are going on. But um, it sort of brings I, me again to like. Oh, I wanted you to speak on this actually. I was gonna gonna ask you directly. I'm sort of gonna bring in another concept of like a lot of hate and injustice and evil we've been seeing, you know, recently, whether that be in the US, whether that be globally, you know, Nigeria, we have the NSARS movement, you know, here we are fighting a lot of things. I, I care not to mention at this particular point. But uh I was gonna say, what does it look like to quote unquote forgive or balance maybe accountability and love for those who who carry maybe hate for you, hate for your existence, or you know, don't want to see somebody that looks like you, doesn't want to see somebody in your position, you know, exist, last thrash as move forward. You know, what what does it mean to forgive or what does it look like to use that as that is Paul, you can take the floor on on that one first. Wow. Um so I'll be boring from <laughs> I'll be boring from so many ideas that I've heard from all of you. Um, they are really beautiful, beautiful ideas. Um, I, I would like to see respect as a as an attribute. It could be an attribute of love, but respect not being love itself. Mm. Um, I will yeah, see respect more coming from um, an attitude. Um, or a code or um, knowledge, rather, I'll, I'll rather say knowledge. The knowledge that comes that I am a human person, I'm a dignified being, mm. and there are certain rights that I people owe me and obligations that I owe others. If I understand that, and I really understand that, then I will be willing to respect any person I see around, whether the person is of a different race, different color, um, a different occupation in society, I will respect you because I expect you to respect me, colors. I may not necessarily well, I love mean, you. That's it. That's it. That's Arabic, right? Okay. I may not even Oh, sorry. Sorry. I know you didn't know. Sorry. I, mean, I, I said another one again. Sorry. I'm, I'm, you know, there are things you picked up. I'm really sorry. That was, that was Arabic. Um, don't um, sometimes sorry okay that does not necessarily mean that I really love you in a sense um, I love will go way beyond that love is so love isn't just a thing it is a person for me anyway I'm speaking personally so um, if we say love is an attribute of God, it is like, because um, I said, um, getting to understand that we are all children of God, if you believe, anyway. Mm. So it, it is tapping from that nature of Godness in you that you begin to want to drive towards loving others. Um, if it comes to living, the, the climate we live, the political climate we live right now, so much division, so much... Um, hatred for others we don't want to see certain persons of certain colors and the rest um, it takes a lot it takes a lot from the individual trying to bridge the gap so the one who understands the narcissism the person who understands the bigger person in the picture 
So the one who understands that there's a need to bridge this gap, that you are of a different race or different color does not mean you're not my brother or sister. I respect you and I expect you to respect me. I understand that all this is coming from some place of fear. You do not know me fully. And I cannot really say I know you fully because we all have our histories, we all have our backgrounds, we have our experiences. I don't know what you've been told. I have been told a lot of things. I don't know what you have been told too. So some I have to discover for myself, others I got to realize that no, this is wrong and I have to change my own mindset. So everyone has a huge responsibility to be able to breach that gap. But I think the bigger person is the one who is able to sit down and say, I know who I am. I want to define my own existence, irrespective of what people think that I am. If this is what is expected, I'm going to push for it. I do not care whether you hate me or you don't want to see me exist. I'm going to push for that, which is my right, which is the right of every other human person. And I can do it in two ways. Some people may take the, the route of anger, unforgiveness, um, hatred to push that point. Others may be willing to take the route of, I'm going to stay strong. I know I'll be broken, I'll be beaten up. I'm going to fight for my right, but I'll not become the man that I've stared in the mirror and said, I hate. So I, I'm not willing to become that same thing that I hate in society. If someone hates me because I'm black, I'm African, I'm not willing, I don't want to become a man of hatred because of people's races. No, I'm not going to become that thing that I hate that I'm trying to fight. I'm going to be the opposite to tell you that I am better and you can be better. I think that is where love begins to come in. That supernatural grace to be able to transcend just the emotions or the, the, uh, the etiquettes of treating people to respect. It goes beyond that. It gives you that power, that will. You can't really understand it, but it is in the soul that pushes you to move on. That's my own take. Anyway. Chai. Chai. Family, I'm glad you're taking notes because I'm going to need those. <laughs> Hello? Y'all, I'm going to go like, whoa, I feel like there's going to be a quiz after this. This is really good. But... <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately i think he froze for a bit hopefully we get him back but honestly what his last comment just reminded me of the mlk quote that we had posted earlier in the week you know that hate can't drive out hate uh, i don't even think that would be successful as you said there's two ways to go about it like i don't think if you embody the hatred in which you see and hate yourself that you'll be able to drive out other hate you know only love can do that and that's yeah and it's definitely something that again, I think is an it's a question that's been infused with like change, revolution, wanting to change, you know, our existence and in the systems that we live in. And I guess I still want to tie back to like, you know, does that does promoting that love, does that then does that are you now insinuate like let me collect my thoughts. Stanley, go ahead. Mr. Claire, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> No, y'all don't even need me. Paul has it all. Paul has it no, all. no, <laughs> please. I think you were on to a good question, though, Biafra. I want you to finish if you can. I, I saw the question for me. Yeah, because I'm also thinking too. Because a lot. I guess I guess like something I've personally, you know, um, at this moment 
especially you know let's say in the country just with so much going on especially especially particularly that hatred not even just politics but that you know the divisiveness that we are feeling and seeing around the world is, is now oftentimes fueled by a like by hate by ignorance by fear you know you know i think it's it's a very ugly thing and I, you know it disheartens me to see it and i have always been somebody who tried to promote that idea of oneness of unity you know that we have our differences but they're not to the point where we cannot get along that we cannot respect each other you know but i i, I guess i'm as i'm mature i'm understanding the difficulty of that giving us a trying to wrestle with that balance of also accountability you know like you know for instance you know we, like i said you know, biden for instance having a speech and calling for unity i'm like yeah i've always been for unity but you know i feel like there are other things to address first you know how do we like and i think claire you had mentioned it a bit like there has to be steps of responsibility on actions you know and there has to be an understanding of of how you uh what you've done or what you say is affecting those of you and there are a certain yeah. respect both sides and i you know and so what does it look like when you have a group of people that don't have that respect or don't you know and are, are very much not operating with that you know what does it look like to quote unquote get like can can i guess the question is can forgiveness or you know that drive for unity and oneness be one-sided can it exist if the other side doesn't want it to exist because if it can't <laughs> we we have to start assessing things differently you know we have we have to move this and, and it's possibly why the revolution that's been constantly ongoing throughout time has always been a moral one it's always been one to change the minds and hearts of those we call brothers and sisters because there's only so much you can do on one side to create a, a union, to create a unity, to create that respect. Ooh, forgive my rant, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, I think I agree, but I want to acknowledge that even that one-sided unity is powerful. It's not peak. It's not optimal. We want to have that unity with both sides. But we also have to consider all of the different personalities on the unified side and how powerful that is that those people will mm, able to. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Um, I like that. Seen a couple and I tools. also said there's already like, like, like <laughs> think about it. Like unity is hard to achieve. Even if you mm. have like a similar idea, you still have to put in the work. Unity takes work. And I think regarding that like other side. I like, yeah, like I said earlier, that work is on them. Um, and it takes people who have the energy to lead them on that journey. Perhaps people who are closer to their identity, but are still consider themselves within the united side. Um, mm. Because I think that's the biggest thing I saw this summer, just especially personally having to just being bombarded with people apologizing about things that happened years ago that they just felt like they needed to apologize for and yeah. um, people asking like where can I get started how can I get educated and I was like Google is free um, <laughs> there's and it's like 
I think that's the thing. I get so excited when there are people who are willing to start that journey of trying to find unity. It makes me so excited. But also those people need to respect the boundaries of those who are in it. Um, And I think that I think that's the other place that respect dwells within unity. You can be united with me, but you can't expect me to be your resource for everything because I'm a person too. Um, Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, with that, y'all. With that, <laughs> we had we had a lot of wisdom being spoken today. I hope y'all can Sister, handle it. Hope, I we feel you. This. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna let the rest marinate with the audience. Honestly, we, there are so many different points we touched. And again, and I want to thank you guys for coming out here, giving your time to the show. Um, we are very grateful for your presence, for your words, for your wisdom. As I said, Stanley, send them notes because uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of great stuff here said today. And um, y'all have any final thoughts or final points, uh, Stanley? You know, have any? I'll go last. I'll make Paul or Claire go first. Um, I think that any final comments? I believe, yeah. yeah. I think I saw a tweet the other day, um, and it was about like radicalism and politics, and it was like. Um, radicals are often seen as like these incredibly like pessimistic and cynical people. But I think that it takes a great, and as the tweet said, and I agree, it takes a great deal of optimism to be radical. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. the central part of our conversation today about unity and love. I think we can only get there with the optimism that it's possible. You know, you wouldn't even put the energy into forgiveness if you didn't think it would happen. And I think that that's something that we need to keep in mind, especially as we have more and more allies trying to join in on all of these different fights that people have been fighting. Um, We'll get there one day. Hopefully it's sooner than later, but we just got to you can only win with love that's what we've that's the summation of what we learned today you can only win yeah. if you go into it Amen. trying Amen. to get the best okay paul you got like two minutes <laughs> oh two minutes um there's an african adage that says i am because we are it's called ujama it's a community so only when i'm able to see that other people progress do i progress if I take such an attitude towards living with others and we're striving for this unity, then it means that I'm not 100% happy when I see that injustice is being carried out against my neighbor. I'm willing to fight to see that everyone succeeds. So it takes a huge amount of self-knowledge and the ability to offer that in your societies. So I think the struggle should begin with each person first. Am I able to tell myself I'm broken? I've had experiences that have broken me and I need to heal myself. I need to be able to forgive myself and heal so that I can give the best version of me with when I deal with others. I think it's that's there too. So um, it's a drive. We thank God for where we are right now and that more people are becoming more, more aware, as Claire said, 
and some people are actually asking for forgiveness for what their ancestors did or what you know it, it is a point you understand they are able to reach that point it may not be genuine it may just be clout it's possible but okay. <laughs> yeah at least someone came up with that idea there's some kind of um, cautiousness that there's a wrong done somewhere so it, mm. it takes that ability that that courage to move forward to say i need help yes. i'm broken please forgive me and mm. if we have that spirit just behind me you have the um, ujama symbol of um, from burundi strange okay. you can have um, a closer look okay oh, wow. and mm. there you see you you see the community building each other up no person to be able to build those huts up there each person has to contribute so they work together as a team i think yeah. um that'll be my words that um, for unity for true unity to work out we all have to work as a team and to work as a team there must be room for real justice real reconciliation and hard work it's not an easy Amen. thing but together we we'll succeed together we succeed the revolution starts inside y'all thank yeah. you guys thank you once again this was a episode on a call to unity what does it mean to forgive shades of love sunday welcome y'all this is the end of our shades of love sunday yeah <laughs> we hope you guys got a couple of nuggets and apples and things to chew on <laughs> some food for that because uh there was a buffet here this this afternoon yeah <laughs> there was a buffet thank you guys and uh with that thank you we'll close thank it out you. all right and Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>